Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be louder than that. <laughs> that was great, guys. Uh, well, it was, was fine. So great. I mean, uh... <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Black Case Diaries, everybody. We're going to talk about SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, a fantastic show. One of our favorite shows of, like, all time. You're Adam. I am Adam. <laughs> and who are you? I'm Robin. Oh. And uh, I guess that makes me Marcy. Hey, guys. Uh, okay. There you go. Good. Yes. <laughs> all right. right. I'm glad we all know our names now. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I mean. it's an, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all right. I didn't know how to how to tell you without. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, today is the 20th anniversary of SpongeBob SquarePants. Heck yeah. Yay. Which is crazy. Yes. SpongeBob soaked up our hearts 20 years ago. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Back on May 1st, 1999. And the show was created by Steve Hillenberg. He was a, uh, originally a marine biologist, which is pretty cool. Had a lot of influence on him. Also did a lot of doodling in his early years. So he didn't really find the idea of drawing fish interesting. But he was so... He loved marine biology so much that he wanted to continue that passion through his art and into cartooning and stuff, which kind of became SpongeBob, you know? Yeah, wow. he had a little kind of comic book that he had created, and it was for his students, from what I read. It was never officially published. It was called The Intertidal Zone. The Intertidal Zone. And mm-hmm. so the he got kind of, like, kind of the ideas of SpongeBob from that comic. Mm-hmm. And he, I guess, it seemed like he always wanted to be able to animate. He he was very artistic. And after he was a marine biologist and a professor, he went and, you know, got some formal schooling in animation and started working on Rocco's Modern Life, which is another Nickelodeon show that was airing in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But when that show was done, he and he actually went to... uh... Some of the other people who worked on the show, like Tom Kenny and Derek Drayman, Drayman, however you say it, Drayman, to pitch Sponge Boy Ahoy, which mm-hmm. was the original name of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it was originally called Sponge Boy Ahoy, and they had to change that name. Because Sponge Boy was already trademarked. Uh, it was already a cleaning product, and so they were not allowed to use it. For the name of the show. Do you guys think that they made the right choice? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I definitely oh, do. I'm so glad it had to be me, changed. Me too. They kept the word sponge in because he was concerned that people were going to, or children were going to think he was a piece of cheese. I mean, so. he looks yeah. very and, cheese-like. And right underneath that, on in the dock, I <laughs> quoted, uh, oh great, now the talking cheese is going to preach to us. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Oh, man. So after Rocco's Modern Life was canceled, he decided to create the concept for SpongeBob. Rocco's Modern Life was canceled in 96, and SpongeBob, since SpongeBob came out in 99, it only took about three years. He worked with Derek Dryman, who became the creative director of SpongeBob. Yeah. And they together they created a pitch for the show, and he also asked Tom Kenny, the voice of Heifer, from Rocco's Modern Life to work on the show as well. And if you watch earlier episodes, you can definitely tell that Tom Kenny had a much heavier influence on on the very sprouting of the show, the very beginning. <laughs> the very beginning. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's not only SpongeBob, he's also Gary, the French narrator, does all the, those yeah, title cards. All these mm-hmm. extra, extra <laughs> little things that they he's needed so one voice for for a second. Multi-talented. If you want to hear even more about him, we have another episode <laughs> where we talk about voice actors. So you all can right, go G. back and we definitely right. that one. we we have feelings about Tom Kenny. Yeah. They're strong yeah. and. They're pretty close to love. Yeah. So. They're not going away anytime soon. No, they're ever. not. I, so they, they pitched. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say I'd tweet him, but he doesn't tweet. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with Tom Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We want to talk to you. Anyway, so they created a pitch. They developed a pitch. They did. And so it was Hillenberg and Dryman who did the pitch. And when they came in to see the executives, they they just like went all out. They just did their thing. They came in wearing these crazy Hawaiian t-shirts and they blared this beach music, this Hawaiian music <laughs> while they pitched. And in order to show the executives their you know idea, they made a scale model of bikini bottom and all the they even had little plushy little characters, the characters too. And so then they described their the first episode that they wanted to release, which is, of course, Help Wanted. And so after that, after they did their whole pitch, this crazy pitch, the executives had to excuse themselves out of the room because they had to compose themselves because they were <laughs> laughing so much. And so Hillenberg and Dryman thought, oh, they'll come back in a couple weeks and let us know if if we've got it or not and they like came back almost immediately like after just a few minutes and we're like we we want to do this absolutely want to this is a yes which is incredible yeah that's really and how gratifying yeah yeah especially if you put a a lot of work into it we we there's some uh concept art early sketches of the characters that we'll have in the blog post he had what he you know he had his vision kind of down pat really early on so you know spending all this time leading up to this and then two seconds later get it accepted like that's got to be so satisfying it's like all this work paid off immediately you don't even have to like let it stew for for a couple weeks you know and just be like oh god are they gonna do they like it do they hate it you know oh they hate it no they they loved it so much this is amazing yeah and it, I really wish I could see that pitch. I wish that they had recorded it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Be yeah, because the people in that room described it as just like amazing <laughs> and awesome and hilarious. So. It probably held the spirit, like the original spirit of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I feel the show may have lost a little bit mm-hmm. as yeah. time has gone on. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. We wanted to also talk about the the pilot Help Wanted Marcy had never seen it until yesterday. <laughs> no. First time, guys. It's, First time. It's up there. Like, not... you Usually in, in cartoons or, or most shows, the pilot either doesn't air or <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> and, and somehow still gets passed and still gets greenlit. But in, in the case of SpongeBob, it's one of the best episodes yeah. of the whole show. It was my favorite. When I was a kid, yeah. it was my favorite episode. Every time it aired, I got really, really excited. And the thing about it 
was that I was not sitting down in front of the TV the day that SpongeBob aired the first time. Right. That was not, I wasn't, like, I didn't witness the airing of SpongeBob, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was the first episode. It was so clear to me as a kid, and I'd I'd figured it out, and I would tell everybody, oh my gosh, we need to watch this one. This is the first episode. Like, I would get really excited. (laughs) And it, I love that you can tell that about it. It's, it's so clear mm-hmm. that this is, this is the show. It sets up the whole show. And I remember the promos for SpongeBob when it was coming out for the first time. SpongeBob SquarePants, only on the best place to turn for new tunes in your Nickelodeon. Oh boy, now's my chance. SpongeBob SquarePants is coming in July. Be there and be square. Look at me. Do you remember which episode it was that you caught first? Do you remember your very first episode? I do. It was the Squidward's Ghost episode. Uh, (laughs) Good one. Yeah, it's the one where they think they've killed Squidward because they throw the shell through the window. (laughs) Oh, my God. And they... (laughs) I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. When When they put him in the light and he melts and they, you know, they tell... They find out the... They read the story of the Flying Dutchman and they... Decided to put Squidward to rest. I didn't know who any of the characters were, but I thought it was so freaking funny. Yeah, that's a good one. That, it, 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 a lot of people probably saw Help Wanted as their first one, or or one of those very early episodes, which which Squidward's Ghost is in season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's like not many people could say that's their first episode. I bet. Yeah. I know my first episode was Help Wanted because I I. It just happened to be that way. I didn't witness the airing either, but um, as luck would have it, the yeah, first episode I saw crazy. ended up being Help Wanted, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I... That and... Uh, oh, sorry. That and The Reef Blower. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I initially confused as the first episode. I thought it was because, oh, they hadn't assigned voices yet. Mm-hmm. They just... This is their animation pitch. You know, or something like that, because there's no dialogue in in that episode. But later on, finding out that that's just like an experiment or just a mm-hmm. for fun episode they did. But that's a pretty good one too. Marcel, mm-hmm. was your first SpongeBob episode? Oh my! It was your first time? My my <laughs> brother had this DVD of like like I think it was like five or six episodes or something, <laughs> and I want to say that it was ripped pants. Classic. Was it nautical nonsense? I think nautical that was an, that was that a DVD I had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be. So yeah, it was one of the couple of them on that one. I think so. All of us, all of us saw season one, like yeah. while season one was happening. You know, we didn't go back once we saw season two or anything like that. Um, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool because we all kind of agree that early SpongeBob is definitely better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the we'll, first few seasons are yeah. much better, especially yeah. now that they've changed the animation style as it, well. They they've updated. You could see the progression, um, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of lost all resemblance of the original style. He was much cuter, I think. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, um, which is kind of a shame. And it, but you know that's neither here or there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was a big moment for me. The show really defined my preteen years, my teen and you know what I mean? When I I, I definitely know cuz mi- I was there for yeah, it. Middle school and in early high school. <laughs> um SpongeBob changed my life yeah. and I remember when I first saw that episode and I ran and told my mom about it, I was like, "Mom, you're not going to believe this. I have made an incredible discovery." <laughs> 
<laughs> and now you have to watch it with me. <laughs> yes. She wasn't as big of a fan. <laughs> my dad was way more of a fan than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my parents even care at all about SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> my parents didn't. My dad probably would watch it with us yeah. if we watched it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but yeah, it, it sure had an influence on all of us. I'd say mm-hmm. I, Robin and I first started talking to each other on the bus about SpongeBob, and you know, fifteen. I didn't know years anybody. Later. I didn't know anybody else loved it as much yeah. as I did. I had no idea because I cha- I just changed schools and I got on the bus, <laughs> and we were in class at one point, and somebody asked a girl, another girl in our class. Her name was Mariah Hassan. Shout out. And yeah, if she if she listens to our Name podcast <laughs> and she was like she was a little older than we were. I think she was like a year, she was like an older kid in our class. Mm-hmm. And so somebody was like, "How do you feel about SpongeBob?" and she was like, "Oh my god, it's so lame." And I was like, "Oh no. Oh no, it's lame. Oh no. Oh no, oh, no. Oh, no I can't talk about it." <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's not good. <laughs> Dreams crushed. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, I mean, it's just, she just she just wasn't into it. But mm-hmm. it, it to me, my as a new kid, it was like, "Ooh, a popular girl does not like it." That must mean everyone that hates it. That must mean yeah, that yeah. must mean we 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 should not talk about such show. <laughs> <laughs> Except for coded speech on the bus about <laughs> yeah. coded SpongeBob speech. Dude, <laughs> it, it, it's no surprise that it ended up, you know, becoming the kind of link between us because we still, to this very hour, like, like we did it, we did it before we started recording. Just, just quote it daily, and it's now, wonderful, guys. This is. This is what I have to put up with all the time. I mean, can you imagine? SpongeBob um, is the most it's the most relatable show I think I think I I, I watch. Absolutely. It, there is the anything that happens in life I can relate it to SpongeBob and that's not a coincidence. They mm-hmm. made the show that way on purpose. Yeah. It's it, the humor is so quirky and un, it's so easy to understand. Right, and still not the humor doesn't rely on like child uh, humor you know it's not making bathroom jokes or junk like that like you know it's you know a little bit of the physical comedy like old school cartoons Looney Tunes stuff but then there's jokes that I never got until mm-hmm. I was this old you know <laughs> yeah um, which is amazing because you I can... give him three weeks I give him 11 <laughs> give minutes, him 11 minutes. <laughs> um, you know it, it's uh, it, it's a testament to the show to it's um, longevity. That's why it's still going so long, and how mm-hmm. us as uh, you know twenty somethings still relate to it, still love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't been keeping up with the show as it's airing now, but it still has such a big influence on us. Yeah. So, uh, talking about the show, let's talk about the people that are in the show. Yeah. The voices yeah. that of of the people and who make the, it. Yeah. The obviously we've already talked about Tom Kenny. Yep. We don't need to say much more about him. <laughs> we have a whole voice acting episode. Yeah. And we talk about I him. Mean, I mean, honestly, we could talk about we could have an entire episode on Tom Kenny alone. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one day. We're but, big fans. <laughs> we'll just say he voices SpongeBob and also Gary. Yes. Um, but the the next the second biggest character I'd say. Um, or, you know, we're going to go through a list of main characters here. Uh, Bill Fagerbaki, uh, voices, um, Patrick, Patrick Star. Star. Patrick Star, yeah. 
who really, if you go by the pilot, was like the second character introduced. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess, except for for Gary. I guess mm-hmm. right. Gary's there when he wakes up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also voiced by Tom Kenny. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, which is something. Speaking of that, that whole first sequence at the beginning of that episode where he's saying, "I'm ready, I'm ready," mm-hmm. he doesn't really do that anymore. What happened to that? I'm ready. I don't he, know. Yeah, that used to be a thing that he did all the time. He would say, mm-hmm. "I'm ready." But anyway, <laughs> then Patrick cheers him on. So they introduce Patrick for only a a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they go on to the next character. But anyway, Bill Fagerbaki is known for a lot of small pieces, um, right. like he, a lot of these voice actors are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's a character on Coach, Michael Dubinsky. I'm guessing I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's right. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think also known as Dauber is his like, nickname in the show, I think. Uh, okay. And Marshall's dad in How I Met Your Mother, before his untimely dis- demise in season <sighs> yeah, six. That is Spoilers. A- <laughs> uh, God. The next person on our list is Roger Bumpus, whose voice is Squidward. Yeah. yeah. SpongeBob's unfortunate neighbor, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is angry all the time. Yeah. But yeah. For he- every SpongeBob, there's a Squidward. Yeah. Yeah. He he's Roger Bumpus even more so than uh, Bill Fagerbaki is known for like the tiny voices in everything, like background people. Um, he was Bear Number Two in brother bear um but we did find a couple of cool ones the amazing adventures of spider-man the that animated series he was dr octopus which is a pretty big one of the more famous villains of spider-man the next guy who who is much bigger than those uh clancy brown it's probably a name a lot of you recognize yes He played Dr. Neo Cortex in the original CTR. That's a big deal to me. <laughs> that was one of the four video games I played throughout uh, my entire life. In, in, including <laughs> the rest of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy at the <sighs> beginning, so uh, please. Well, I didn't play any of those. <laughs> I only played CTR. He, 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 was, he was Cortex in all of the Naughty Dog developed Crash games. Oh, which are man. Which everyone will agree, if you're listening and you're a Crash fan, you'll agree those are the best ones. <laughs> the trophy's mine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you think I'm unaware of the situation? Um, but he was also in Schooled. He's, yeah, he's in Schooled right now. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Yeah. Was that still on? I didn't... Yeah, it just is, started since season one. Yeah, oh, it's a spinoff it. of the Goldbergs. Ah. He plays Mr. Crosby. Yeah. I thought it was an older show. Neat. No, yeah. But he's also Pretty in cool. Highlander and uh, the Shawshank Redemption as well. So he's an actor as well, not yeah, just a voice not actor. Yeah, just a voice actor. Once you told me he was in Schooled, Marcy, I, I was like, oh, I know exactly who he is in Schooled. <laughs> It's so you know. It's amazing. It wasn't. Yeah, a, it didn't you... occur to me, but now that you said it, I was like, yes, I can definitely tell who that is. The next we have on our list is uh, Douglas Lawrence Zowski, but I guess he's just mostly known known as Mister Lawrence. Yeah, he's the voice of Plankton Woo-hoo. and Larry the Lobster. Mm-hmm. But we, he seemed to love Plankton more. <laughs> we were watching the. We'll get to this in a second, but we were actually watching the audio commentary for the first episode of plankton just called plankton (laughs) and in that episode in the audio commentary he was talking about how he liked to pitch more plankton episodes and the voice of sandy who we're going to talk about in just a second carolyn lawrence asks him well why didn't you want to pitch more larry the lobster episodes and he says because there's just so much to plankton there's Mm -hmm. so much more to him 
So he was more of a fan. He's an extremely interesting character in the show because he has such a, a great role as like this wannabe like pseudo villain. And he has got a great voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that voice. I love It's very good. It's a mm-hmm. very good villain voice. And it's so it's like a larger than life sound right, for, for such a tiny little character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's wonderful. But um, he, much like some of the other people we've mentioned, also worked on Rocco's Modern Life. He was Philbert the Turtle, one of Rocco's other friends. And so now now going to Carolyn Lawrence then, she played Sandy Cheeks in Spongebob. And she's also known for Jimmy Neutron, if anybody remembers that show. It's, she was Cindy Vortex. That's that. Is another underrated show that I'd love to talk about. We will yeah. probably um, talk about yeah. Jimmy Neutron. There will th- probably be an episode about that. I added a couple more on this list here just because I like them. I added the Flying Dutchman. Oh yeah, voiced by jo- Brian Doyle Doyle Murphy Murray. Gee. Brian Doyle Murray. There we go. Bill yeah. Murray's brother. I love oh. love he, love that voice. He's, he's got no. such a great voice. Yeah, he he has he's in a lot of stuff. Yes. He will immediately recognize that voice. Oh God, it's a good one. He's even I think he's in the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He plays the the boss. Oh yeah, he's got that, that's right. That voice. God, and he's like it. holding the mug and everything. He's oh, also I in. Remember uh, him now. Do you guys remember the show? I think it was called The Adventures of Flapjack. Yeah. On Cartoon Network, he was the captain. So he had like a he he played a pirate twice, which is you know. Flying Dutchman and the the captain. I wish I could remember that name, but okay. So then um, we have Jill Talley, who voices Karen, and it's pretty interesting because Jill Talley is actually Tom Kenny's wife, and the name Karen is actually Steve Hillenberg's <laughs> wife's name. So it's kind of a mixture. Karen's just like a conglomerate of everybody's <laughs> wives. everybody's wives. <laughs> But she's she's a great character, uh, Plankton's uh, computer wife. I think I always liked her character, like the SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah, I was always pretty excited when I got to hear her voice. Seaweed, fifty percent sea, fifty percent weed. <laughs> Plankton, one percent evil, ninety nine percent hot gas. <laughs> She just she just told it as it was, you know. She's oh, just like, man. come on. Oh gosh. Okay. So we- holographic meatloaf again. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about <laughs> some trivia, some quick SpongeBob trivia before yeah. before we get into so uh, some more nitty gritty stuff about the show. We want to talk about the fact that first there's a fan theory of SpongeBob where they talk about the characters equaling the seven deadly sins. It is important to mention because it's all over the mm-hmm. internet. Yeah. It's, and uh, so the theory came from the audio commentary for Plankton. That was why we why we watched that. And in the audio commentary, they say one of the voice actors says that when the concept of the show, when they were creating the concept of the show. They were kind of trying to base the main characters off of the seven deadly sins. Just kind of, I think, is kind of like a guide for the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the other voice actors go, really? Like, seriously? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what he told me, referring to Steve Hillenberg, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, people have speculated which character is which sin. And I don't think that it was ever that... 
explicit. Specific. I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think it was ever. You know, well, this is my th- this person's for this and this because it, all the characters would be way too one dimensional if that were the right. case. Mm-hmm. But it would be easy to say that Sandy is pride. Mr. Krabs is greed. Greed. Yeah. Um. They say Gary is gluttony. And that. That's kind of weird. That yeah, that one's yeah. a little weird. It's a, a <laughs> Patrick is sloth. That, that one, yeah. yeah. SpongeBob is lust. Yeah. I, I, I. That's what I hear. Those, those are like mm-hmm. the ones that are the it's, most. It's hard to define any of the characters by lust because it's a children's show and it's yeah. not as specific to that. I mean, mm-hmm. he has lust for life. I, I was thinking I the exact same so, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's so. The theory is, is technically confirmed. It's not necessarily just a fan theory. It's right. something mm-hmm. that is was born out of the actual show creators. Mm-hmm. So that's something that is fun little piece of trivia that we yeah. wanted to we wanted to yeah. discuss. Was there so, any other trivia that uh, you guys? Squidward is um, um, wrath. By the way, the last one. Mm. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plankton, envy. Oh, yep, envy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's, th- right. that's what everybody thinks. Though those are all the. Right. W- were there any other? Uh, trivia that you guys wanted to talk about spongebob's personality uh they when they were coming up with his personality they made it kind of a combination between jerry lewis peewee herman and stan laurel right and when you told me that you can you can tell what things were lifted from those people Right. Uh, you know, uh, definitely the way he dresses the voice peewee herman mm-hmm. it's very peewee herman-esque then you have Stan Laurel was really good about timing. And whenever there's sometimes in the show where SpongeBob, uh, two examples come to mind when I think okay. of Stan Laurel and SpongeBob and the correlation. And that would be the Bubbles episode, the Bubble Stand. Mm-hmm. He's standing there watching Patrick desperately try to blow the bubble. <laughs> and he's just watching and watching. He doesn't do anything, he's just watching. And then he quietly pulls up a little sign that says lessons <laughs> and puts it on the on the table that's a very yep and also in uh the reef blower uh when spongebob pulls he pulls the reef blower cord all the way across and he lets go of it for a second and just cleans his hands and then he grabs onto it and then goes that's another very yeah there's even a laurel and hardy where he's pulling hardy up by a rope and he says, wait a minute while I spit on me hands. And he lets go of the rope <laughs> to spit on his hands. Of course, in Laurel and Hardy, it didn't just sit there like in Spongebob. Yeah. It actually it fell. It actually yeah. fell, yeah. But oh. it's very, that's, those are very Stan Laurel type moments. And then, of course, Jerry Lewis. So it, it makes a lot of sense those mm-hmm. for those three to be those things that he was based off of. Yeah. So Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. When they were creating the show... They were referencing a lot of source material. For example, yeah, for um, they were introduced to a essay collection by Ray Bradbury called "Zen and the Art of Writing," in which um, he uses nouns in order to generate stories. So, in order to do that, they had everyone write down like three to six nouns on pieces of paper, and they placed them all in a hat. And what they did was they would pull one out. And just spend a minute or two just making an outlandish story just off of that noun. So, if you want to learn how to write, Ray Bradbury is definitely a place to turn. 
Yeah. It's a good plan. <laughs> so they did well. They yeah. did well. Because that actually, it says, brought out a lot of the episodes for, I think, season one or season two. You know, it, when you say that, when you tell that story, mm-hmm. an episode that comes to mind for me would be the paper. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, if the noun was paper, you imagine there being right. it's an entire episode about just one piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they also did lots of literary references in the show. If you can think of the episode Squeaky Boots. Mm-hmm. It's based off of the Telltale Heart. Mr. Krabs gets rid of the boots, and then all he can hear are the squeaks. Yep. Yes, I did it! I did it! I took the boots! They're here! Oh. Under the floorboard! Oh, please, make it stop! It's a squeaking of the hideous boots! Ah. <laughs> and it, it, he buries them under the floorboards, just like in the story, and he drives himself crazy. Just hearing squeaks, but, you know, because he f- feels guilty. Some of the other ones, another episode, uh, Club Spongebob, kind of based, you know, kind of a, a child's parody of Lord of the Flies with the uh, the eight ball and the magic conch shell, which is pretty, which is pretty great. Shell knows all. Oh, magic conch shell, what do we need to do to get out of the kelp forest? Nothing. The shell has spoken! Nothing. We can't just sit here and do nothing. But some other quick references they make in episodes, they kind of do that all the time. Yeah, like, I think one of my absolute favorite SpongeBob jokes of all time is from that episode that I said was the first one I've ever seen, was the art joke when they're carrying Squidward on their shoulders Mm-hmm. And they get to get they get to one part of the water, and he says, "Too hot, and too cold." And they walk over a very stylized painting, and he to lose Lautrec. And I just <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It's incredible. You break down. <laughs> it is such a good joke. And, and w- one thing that I love visually about that joke is the painting is a toulouse lautrec painting mm-hmm. but instead of people it's like swordfish heads on, yeah. the, on the people <laughs> right and it's it, it's awesome it's so great because as a kid i remember not understanding yep, the joke i remember mm-hmm. wondering what it meant mm-hmm. and when i realized what it meant i was like oh my god That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. it's like a it's just like a the long con of, of jokes <laughs> uh-huh so they also reference Fan of the Opera in the episode where SpongeBob thinks he's too ugly and it's really his breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, right. you know, Patrick comes inside and he's pl- he's playing an organ and he's got the you know got the high collar <laughs> cape on and he even has the mask. Yeah, on, so it's like it <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh man. Uh, one of the things that I learned from, about SpongeBob from watching specials and things like that was that they were purposely trying to mimic older cartoons, like Popeye, for example. There's an episode where uh, Mr. Krabs' mother makes she makes a uh, makes a muscle on her arm, mm-hmm. and like they show you like cannons. Yeah, it's like a live action video of a <laughs> yes. of a battleship. Right, and that that was something that they <clears throat> they very you know pointedly said that, that that is something that we lifted from Popeye, like that idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you know they would also mix in live action sequences, which that kind of made the show pretty special too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 usually the other way around, where the show is mainly live action with some animation thrown in, but this show is 
fully animated with some live action thrown in. Um, the painting, the head painting uh, pirate from the beginning. Yes. Um, has live action lips. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is so funny. The fish. Oh my God. Like yeah. oh, how they have that man. fish. The, the, the uh, reporter. The, the that... news reporter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm a realistic talking fish head. Here's the news. (laughs) (laughs) The episode where I think at the end Santa Claus is Santa Claus is live action. It's just a regular guy. Oh my gosh! And you know, just things like that, just crazy stuff. Right. We mentioned Patchy the pirate earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the Plankton episode, uh, this is my lab, and it was a live action video (laughs) of a lab, (laughs) Labrador, and it was, and this is my laboratory. You know. And oh man, (laughs) what a show! So talking about mixed mediums too. They're yeah, um, because. They also put in paintings. Uh, if you may, you may notice when they do the close-ups, the close-ups look very different than the animation yeah. style because it was actually paintings. And these paintings were done by a gentleman named Nick Jennings. Yeah, that's really cool. Because whenever I saw that, it was like it almost looked really rough and kind of like purposefully, you know. There's Weird. there's definitely a really a really famous one where it's SpongeBob's eyes. It's like yeah. really close. He's like really really tired, uh-huh. and it's like really close above his eyes. They're, and they're, super like, they're all droopy. the yeah like the that's you know I just love that I had no idea that those were actually paintings and which is super cool yeah 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 that's pretty sweet. Wow. So and, I wonder and where they are. Yeah, How much they'll sell they should for. be in a gallery somewhere. They should to, be. to be totally honest. Okay, we're gonna take a little break right now. And I want to know, do you enjoy the Black Case Diaries? Well, if so, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the app free on iPhone or Android. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. Use our invite code BLACKCASE, all in caps, and you'll get 300 PodCoin right away. Also, earn PodCoin faster by listening to bonus podcasts like The Black Case Diaries and others. So the last thing we want to talk about before we basically break free and just discuss SpongeBob like we kind of have been mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, are but the awards so. SpongeBob has won. SpongeBob has won a daytime Emmy for Outstanding, outstanding Special Class Animated Program. Which is pretty cool. Uh, British Academy Children's International Award in 2007. It's been yeah. nominated for 34 Kids' Choice Awards. And it was Best Animated Television Production Annie Award 2005. Which is pretty dope. And there are other ones beside that as well, but these are some of the big ones. Um, but dang, 34 nominations for Kids' <laughs> Choice Awards and has won 27 of those nominations. Wow, that's crazy. That's I actually, I remember I the Kids' Choice Awards used to be a much bigger part of my life than it is now. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was a kid and I made those choices. <laughs> and I used to I used to vote on the phone and everything. And I remember the first time SpongeBob won. I was really happy about mm-hmm. it. I was really excited because the Simpsons used to win and I was I, I was like, The Simpsons better not win <laughs> And then they did then SpongeBob won and I was like I was so happy. Yeah. Little did I know that it, I shouldn't even have even worried never about lose it. Again. I should never have been concerned about SpongeBob. <laughs> yep. But that those were of those yeah. like those times where it was nominated that didn't win. It was The Simpsons, and then that one time in yep. two thousand eight. In two thousand eight, it lost to Avatar: The Last Airbender, which Ooh. we can all agree is 
that's totally okay. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should have lost three times to Avatar. I mean, last yeah. Avatar that is true. For every season that that was on the air. But that's just because it's my favorite show of all time. <laughs> so, some favorite episodes, guys. What are your favorite episodes, yeah. SpongeBob? Here well, we go. Let's do it. Well, we mentioned uh, Help Wanted and Reef Blower already. Um, but one of the big ones, one of my personal favorites, Band Geeks. We talked about it in our briefcase about the Super Bowl because that's what we were hoping to see referenced. Um, and it was only referenced a little teeny bit. The special thing about Band Geeks is it's the first time that we see Squilliam. Yes. Which is... <laughs> Squilliam Fancy Son. Yes. Squ- Squidward's arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. And there are quite a few episodes with Squilliam. Right. Uh, but uh, one thing about this episode... I. The first joke it makes at the very beginning, Squidward's just playing his clarinet like he does, and the, and then there's a knock on the door, and the doctor shows up at the door. He's like, uh, "We understand you have a dying animal on the premises," <laughs> and he just shuts the door in his face. Yeah, uh, we're with a pet hospital down the street, and I understand you have a dying animal on the premises. I, that was one of the jokes I never understood. I was like, what do they mean? <laughs> but they're just... <laughs> but because he plays clarinet so bad, they Such thought it was insult. a dying animal. <laughs> oh, my God. They just start out kicking with that. Uh, hit the ground running with that episode. <laughs> one of the continuing things about Spongebob now is it's kind of a, become a meme factory. You know, mm. there's so many memes based on Spongebob. And one of my favorites, also from Band Geeks, uh, when Sandy puts the trombone over uh, yes. Patrick's neck, and he's got it's just his head at the top of the trombone, <laughs> he walks in, <laughs> you know, whoever is the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. I my bit my favorite memory of that episode, Band Geeks specifically, mm-hmm. is I was I think I was probably about twelve or thirteen. And I was in my living room watching it on TV. And my brother is seven years older than I am. And his friends were over for some reason. And they were all, like, going to go out to eat or something. And they were waiting on my brother. And one friend walked in and said, Oh, my God, this is the best episode. And sat down next to me. And started watching the show with me. And I was like, whoa, this is weird, you know? (laughs) And then another one of his friends walked in and said, oh, my God, this is the best episode, and sat down. <laughs> and by the time that he was ready to go, all of his friends were watching that episode <laughs> of SpongeBob with me. Oh, man. <laughs> but we don't want to hang too long on one episode. The last thing I do want to say, though, is it's like one of the only episodes where Squidward actually like gets the ending he wants. Yeah. You know, it actually... SpongeBob actually comes through for him. Yep. Yeah. Everything you know, turns out fine. Everything turns out okay. It's, William has a heart attack and is carried off. And when you say that too about SpongeBob and well, the other episodes, uh, Opposite Day, for example, mm-hmm. when I think about SpongeBob being compared to Laurel, to Laurel again, that's another that's another piece of the puzzle. You know, where SpongeBob is always doing everything he can to. To make things happen. He's always doing his best. Right. And that was, that's an aspect of Stan Laurel. Where it's always he's always doing his best. And it is to the absolute complete detriment of Squidward. At every, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's trying his hardest to be Squidward's friend. And like be a yes. good neighbor. But he just not. And he never sees it. And he never will. He'll never get it. 
And the thing is, so Squidward, <laughs> you know, an opposite day, for example, he thinks, oh, I got to do, I got to be like Squidward. And, you know, he ends up just ruining it for Squidward, ruining everything yeah. for him. But uh, to continue on our favorite episodes, some of the ones we have listed here, uh, Sleepy Time is another one of my favorites, where um, SpongeBob kind of leaves his own dream <laughs> and uh, infiltrates his friend's <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Patrick's dream gets me every time. <laughs> Probably one of the greatest moments in the show. Um Patrick's entire dream is him in a in in a void in nothing <laughs> on one of those like remote like one of those mechanical He's a mechanical horse. horse. <laughs> Just riding it. Hey Patrick. Hey SpongeBob. You know Patrick, this is a dream. You can do anything you want. Yep. I mean <laughs> just, just, oh, and he, when Squidward, was Squidward, sorry, when SpongeBob leaves the dream, uh, Patrick pulls out a quarter because the, the the ride has stopped. He tries to put the quarter in, it slips, and then it falls into a sewer grate. The one other thing in this entire void, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, that was my last quarter." And then he just sits there. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, genius. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's amazing. And oh, it, my God. And one of the reasons why I like this uh, this episode so much, um, if if you guys have ever heard of, I, since you guys aren't really into video games that much, if you've ever heard of the game called Psychonauts, it's a, it's a double fine game where um, it's a summer camp for psychics. And one of the each level is based on somebody's mind that you go into and you mm-hmm. have to solve their problems, fight their demons while in <laughs> the world that is their mind. So it's like crazy oh weird and different each time. That's basically what this episode's doing. Um, but dreams, you know, Sandy is like this crazy um, thrill seeker. So she, her, her dream is about skydiving, you know, Squidward, is performing in front of an audience in the king. Not para, not parachutes, parachute. Gotcha. Not parakeet. Para. Paramedic. <laughs> Poor Sandy. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, one of my favorite, like at the end of that, SpongeBob falls through the ground of that dream out of the dream cloud and immediately into another dream. But I can't remember which one he falls into next. Oh, man. Um, Mars, have you seen this episode? I don't think I have. I don't think I have. But it did remind me of another one. Talking about inside of the mind. Mm -hmm. There's the episode where SpongeBob is helping Squidward make this, have this restaurant, this very fancy. It's my second favorite Squillium episode. Yes. Yes. And um, so he basically tells SpongeBob to get rid of everything in his brain except for knowledge about fancy restaurants from the boss dump everything that isn't about fine dining everything everything come on come on come on come on let's get moving hurry up what do you think i'm paying you for you don't pay me you don't even exist we're just a clever visual metaphor used to personify the abstract concept of thought one more crack like that and you're out of here. No, please. I have three kids. You are the 
And so then, obviously, he ends up getting <laughs> asked what his name is. Empty and so my it, mind. Yes. It's so brilliant. That's so good. Uh, yeah. And then he just snaps, and then he just starts barking and, like, yeah. going, destroying the place. <laughs> Run for your lives! It's the appetizer! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I thought you said you were a five-star chef. I was, on the SS Diarrhea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my God! Yes, so that, then, that may I brilliant. take your hat, sir? May I take your hat, sir? May I? You got the job. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing here?" I thought the core would help me straighten out my life, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one too. Yes. Um, but then jellyfish jam. Is that um? Remind me. Is That's that... the one where SpongeBob brings a jelly. Marcy can explain this one. She just yes, I just watched it yesterday for the first time. So uh, he 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 catches a jellyfish and uh, you know I guess milks it for its jelly. <laughs> 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 That's the best way I can describe that. <laughs> and uh, so then he he's like, okay, let's the jellyfish go. And the jellyfish just follows him, and he's oh, like, it, it, yeah, like a okay. like a stray dog, you know. And he's like, no, stay. Oh man! And, he, yeah. and obviously, it comes home with him, and he's like, oh yeah, a, a pet. And yeah, he tries to have it be a pet, but then yeah. it just, he parties with it too hard. Yes. And then it loves party to party hard. so much that it doesn't want to stop. Yeah, that it brings and, all of its friends. And when we were watching that, we we're talking about literary references too. That also reminded me of the Pied Piper. Mm. When SpongeBob has oh, yeah. to lead the jellyfish out of his house. Yep. Yeah. 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 He makes a great song out of like the world. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted. Actually, I don't know. It might not be it actually. Not be. <laughs> um, but I'll the, look it up. The paper we mentioned um, earlier, where uh, SpongeBob has a piece of paper that he can do pretty much whatever he wants with, and uh, Squidward is extremely jealous. Because he just can't seem to have fun <laughs> ever. I don't know. Um, but that's a great one. One of my favorite parts of that is where um, he comes down with the paper spinning on his finger. And it's somehow <laughs> lifting him up like a helicopter. Oh and then he just flies away. Hmm, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> flies away. Um, and, then, and then when Squidward finally gets the piece of paper, he has no idea what to do with it. Because yeah. it's not the paper. It's... SpongeBob, SpongeBob figuring out what to do with it. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a great one, Doodle Bob. Um, Frankenstein. Which is a Frankenstein <laughs> reference. Yes, I absolutely love Doodle Bob. Starts out with a live action segment where it's just an artist <laughs> yeah. in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. There's water in every direction. It's it's not even by the island that it signals where Bikini Bottom is. You know nowhere just water and he drops the one pencil that he brought with him to draw with into the water and it's gone and then the episode continues and it ends up being magic a magic pencil so whatever they draw come to life and um the uh spongebob draws himself to prank squidward right yeah he's going to the door <laughs> he's knocking on the door Squidward's answering the door, and... He's beating up Squidward! (laughs) 
Do you know what I'm thinking of? Yes. <laughs> when he drops the bowling ball, left out. It throws it towards Patrick. They're already, they've already been dropped into this hole. Okay. So they're trying to get out, and Patrick's looking over the top of the hole, and he throws the bowling ball at him, and when <laughs> Patrick screams, his head turns into a bowling pin. <laughs> Smashed, and then it says, "There's up in the corners. There's X like strike, strike, and then it falls down into the hole and hits him again, and it's another strike." strike. <laughs> See, here's the oh, deal. God, when I was ten years old, <sighs> this show was my life, and my brother, my other brother, who's like five years older than I am, would come home from school, and I would say, "Tim," and I would describe in detail the entire episode of SpongeBob. And I could never get through it. I was always, I was laughing so hard. And my timing was so bad. And he could never totally follow what I was saying. He still talks about it. Because it was like, it would be like, and then this, and this, and this. Like that was. was, Break down. That was his like (laughs) impression of me. I cannot. That show is so funny. Yeah. He he drops the wrench onto him. (laughs) And he has it. like. Where's the leak, (laughs) ma'am? Who wants a Krabby Patty at 3 a.m.? Oh, boy, 3 3 (laughs) a.m. That's that's another episode on here, The Night Shift, (laughs) which is amazing, where they, they, Mr. Krabs, out of nowhere, decides to leave the Krusty Krab open 24 hours because one customer came up to the door and was like, Hey, I want a Krabby Patty with uh, some double chili kelp fries. And Squidward's like, read the sign. We're closed. He's like, well, fine, if you don't want my money. And then, (laughs) of course, Mr. Krabs comes barging out of his office. Money? Well, congratulations. Welcome to the night shift. We're now open 24 hours a day. (laughs) Um, And then he leaves like, I can't stay here. I've got a life. (laughs) I want to hear um, you classic. do the whole episode. That's I could, one. I could do the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a great brilliant. one. That's the one with the hash slinging slasher. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and nose SpongeBob. Yes, exactly. Nose Feratu. Or nose Feratu. Which, yeah. which is another reference or joke I never understood for the longest time. I was like, who is that? What yeah. does that even mean? <laughs> I love that it was so random. That, yeah, that was it's like, like right it, there at the end. You know, it. Oh God, I can't. This show had <laughs> it had to be so much fun. Nose Feratu. Nose Feratu. Well, just to explain, if you haven't seen the Hashling Slasher episode, SpongeBob's enjoying the night shift too much for Squidward's liking, so he tells him a scary story to kind of freak him out because, oh, it happens at night. Oh, what? It's like every, what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday night. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I uh, Continue. <clears throat> well, we're talking about the first few seasons. These, these are all episodes that we're mentioning are in the early seasons of the yeah. show. And we mentioned earlier that we thought that the earlier seasons mm-hmm. of the show are better than the show is now. Some people have hypothesized to me that maybe because I was a kid watching the first seasons, that's why I think that they're funny versus the show now. I don't think that's the case. Mostly because I'll watch the old show now and I still, like, I, like I'm crying. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> the show now kind of grosses me out a little bit. Yeah, they, they rely a little bit too much on that stuff. Like, there were moments... Like one that comes to mind is one of the Halloween specials where SpongeBob's trying to figure out a costume. He wants to be the Flying Dutchman, 
and Patrick shaves off all of his sponginess, and then mm. at the end he's just a brain. Yeah. Like you know, they, some of that stuff is in there, but now they like draw all the organs and stuff. Yeah, it's there's like, a lot all of. All right. There's some some gross stuff going on that it's just a little too much, honestly. Yeah. I think when, when I, I have a hard time. There's a tick episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I can I cannot watch it. There's one where Squidward stubs his toe, mm-hmm. and it just is so gross. Like yeah. I can't, the I can't watch they it. Do are, are a little oh, bit too too detailed nowadays. It's just too much, mm-hmm. and I, I just have such a hard time. I don't know why they're doing that. If it's a combination of like just that kind of humor or like shock value. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I think at least for me, where I place the transition is the first movie. Right, which is makes sense because in Steve Hillenberg's mind, the first movie was going to be the end of the show. That was the end, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that's when he stopped working on the show because Nickelodeon insisted that the show would continue after the movie, um, but Steve Hillenberg did not continue working on it, and you can you can tell, you know, uh, the the movie had some of that classic humor without relying on any of this crazy, gross, over the top stuff. Um, I still I love the movie to death. They yeah, have, it's they a great have movie. Great, great moments. But after that, I, I haven't seen the, the latest movie. And there's another one coming out next year. Like, I haven't, we haven't followed from then right. on. And, I, I mean, that, that was the thing. He thought the show should probably, should end. You know, it wasn't that he didn't like the show. It's just, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time, my children, uh, when, <laughs> it's true. There was a time when shows ran their course and just, like, were taken off the air. Not because they were bad shows, just because that was it. They were done. Nickelodeon used to do that with a lot of their stuff. They did it with all that, the Amanda show. Shows that basically would run for about 65 episodes or so, and then they would take them off the air. That that was Mm -hmm. it. All that went to, like, at least 100, but... I'm still, I'm just saying, right. you know, this is something that they used to do. And after SpongeBob, this, that was when things really, you know, it, SpongeBob exploded and it changed Nickelodeon. And the this type of success just, it was, they'd never really seen it before mm-hmm. with one show. Mm-hmm. They were used to rely on their lineup. <laughs> and at this point, they could just, SpongeBob could be put on any time of day. They could use it as filler. They always, if they didn't have anything, they could just put on a SpongeBob. Yep. If you if you ever look at a, you know, like a chart of Nickelodeon airings for a whole week, you can see blocks of hours that are just SpongeBob because they have nothing new to show. So they just fill the time with SpongeBob and they get viewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's crazy, you know. I mean, when you think about, we were also talking about how Steve Hillenburg cared very much about the ocean Mm -hmm. and he was afraid that spongebob merchandising would hurt the ocean so he tried to kind of fight merchandising from happening which you know it's kind of a losing battle when you think about you know i'm I'm looking at my Mm -hmm. spongebob stuffed animal right now (laughs) and you know i had a sponge pop i had a spongebob eye popping toy Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. squeezed it and his eyes popped out and he said funny things i can see inside your skeleton so he said something like that (laughs) <laughs> what yeah yeah and <laughs> amazing he but he said he had this fear that he would be walking along the beach one day and see a spongebob doll wash up on shore and he didn't want to be affiliated with fast food he didn't want spongebob toys and happy meals and right. things like that 
Because he believed that you shouldn't use a children's show to promote something unhealthy like fast food. Right. But unfortunately, when you uh, have a publisher like Nickelodeon, somebody who's paying to make your show happen instead of you making it happen out of your own pocket, then you unfortunately don't really have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we, like we don't, right? I mean, I mean, exactly. <laughs> we, we have people breathing down our necks. So. Yeah. yeah, all the time. Keep oh. a lookout for Black Case Diaries Happy Meal toys, folks. Dude, <laughs> I'd start eating. I'd start getting Happy Meals again just to collect them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, well, I mean, unfortunately and fortunately, uh, we have cool spongebob stuff like unfortunately because it's against steve hillenberg's wishes but i mean spongebob stuff's cool like this one mm-hmm. this this pillow sized stuffed animal of yours mm-hmm. is awesome and i would i want one it's been loved it's just been so heavily loved yes. for so many years yes, you know and when it comes to i had a spongebob beanbag chair and like i have a i have a photo my dad took of me just surrounded by my SpongeBob merch, mm-hmm. I just was so I repped SpongeBob <laughs> yeah. hard. And if, if you check our Instagram, you have a SpongeBob deck of cards as well. Yes, I do. Great. I do have a SpongeBob deck yes. of cards. I've got a SpongeBob golf ball. Um, I mean, the t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, the t-shirts. I, I used to wear. Oh, I loved the t-shirts. Oh yeah. Um, I still have I still have a t-shirt that says "I'm with stupid." <laughs> it's SpongeBob on it, but the arrow is pointing to Patrick. <laughs> on the shirt. Aww. I have a I have a spongy writer. Yep, we're looking over at that poster. Yeah. Poster from my fourth grade book fair that yes, I bought. It says fair. Born to be Weird. I think that the show will come to an end at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that it should have by now. Mm-hmm. But there, there have been a few years here in a row where they're like, Oh, this is the end this is the last year, this is the last year, this is the last year and it never is. Mm-mm. But I think one of these days it will. Twenty years of reruns. I think is great. Nickelodeon could still get so much mileage out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if they just show the first three, four seasons. Over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I feature on Nickelodeon. Like I'll see it. I'll like, if we were, we were at the gym once and yeah. we just turned it on and it was on, they were showing old episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't showing like the newer stuff. Right. It's because everybody knows that the older episodes are like timeless. Classic. Right. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, yes. So, so, I guess what we like to say about SpongeBob is that it's changed our lives. Sure has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think, after you said it, the uh, uh, the saying on that poster I think is the perfect, the perfect way to describe us and the show, and this podcast, even <laughs> born to be weird. Uh, I love that because it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it didn't worry about trends or it didn't worry about what was popular. It wasn't, at this point, wasn't trying to follow Disney, you know, because that's what Nickelodeon didn't, they didn't try to do that at first. And, and SpongeBob really showed that. They, they It was so unique, unlike anything else. Yeah. I like that saying. Yeah. Yeah. Born to be weird. It's true. Mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe not Marcy. I think Marcy might be the most normal person here. Nah, I don't know. Well, she hangs out with us, though, so that's Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It rubs off on her at least a little bit. Um, I mean, did you hear my explanation of one of the episodes? (laughs) But I mean, you're right. I mean, he does milk the jellyfish. I mean, that's that's what he's he's doing. doing. (laughs) 
because like <laughs> they even play the music and they do yeah. a cow sound oh, like effect. <laughs> oh yeah, they, <laughs> they do. He does have a yeah a cow. You're right, they do. Yeah, he does a moo or something. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. This one's been fun. And thank you Nickelodeon for creating SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of didn't say nice things about it so much there at the end, but. We do really appreciate yeah. the network and how much it affected us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Nickelodeon still has something in them that they can they can make happen. You know, Nick Splat, keep adding stuff to that. Some of those old things that you that you started with and that really put Nickelodeon on the map. You got to respect those and um, like early SpongeBob and some of those old shows, Pete and Pete, that kind of stuff. You know. It used to be the place where only kids win. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it still can be. But, yes, thank you to Nickelodeon. And rest in peace, Steve Hillenberg. We, we will miss you. You, di- you gave the world a great, a great thing. But, anyways, yes, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, follow <laughs> yes, us, we do. Follow us on Twitter, at Black Case Diary. Uh, on Instagram, Black Case Diaries Podcast. And check out the website. Uh, blackcasestories.com you can find all of the episodes there and you'll find our blog post about this episode there as well with all kinds of information and some of the images that we mentioned earlier and our um, link to our new merch oh yeah i was gonna get there you could interrupted me and i was gonna get there don't worry um, i'm sorry no it's, it's okay. <laughs> i'm totally kidding but yes we do have t-shirts available Woo-hoo. um so if you buy those we'd love you forever if you buy one, send us a picture of you wearing it, and we'll shout you out on an episode. That would be awesome. I'd love to see yes. that. And please don't forget, we have a Gmail, blackcasediaries at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for episodes you want us to talk about, any uh, constructive criticism, leave us reviews on iTunes. Just talk to us. Tweet at us. For the love of God, <laughs> is anybody out there? <laughs> We, we get a few comments here and there on posts, but we'd really appreciate some discussion. We, we, we love talking about movies and TV, and we, we know that everyone else does because it's a huge topic that people talk about all the time. So, all the time. So we so want to talk us. We want to talk about it with you guys. Um, so continue to listen. We appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, my co-hosts. Yes. Aww. Yes. Yep, we're here. Uh, yes. I've forgotten your names again, <laughs> but um, we'll worry about that later. Um, but yes, uh, happy birthday, SpongeBob! Happy yes, birthday, SpongeBob! Happy birthday, SpongeBob! We love you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, everybody out there in Internet Land, do you love the Black Case Diaries? Sure do. Well, I've got a special announcement for you. We've now got merchandise that you can buy. What? <gasps> That's right. If you head over to BlackCaseDiaries.com, you can find a brand new spanking beautiful t-shirt that says Black Case Diaries on it. And it would be awesome if you go ahead and buy that. It features an original design by our own oh, Adam Osborne. Yes. 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 And yes. soon, in the very near future, we will have other shirts that you can buy. Yes. yes. So if you want to support us, go out. Well, no, we actually don't even go out. Yeah. You do it. do it in your underwear. We don't care. Exactly. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on your computer. You could do it on your dog's computer. You can do it on the toilet. Do it wherever <laughs> you want. Just uh, head over to blackcasediaries.com and go to the merch tab and you'll see it right there. We really, we would really appreciate it. We really would. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks.
Yeah, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> In sync? <laughs>